Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 20 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our 10-minute theology series where we talk about a certain topic of theology in around 10 minutes. This week, we are continuing our discussion of the theology proper, which again is just the study of God in general, as we continue our way through the attributes of God. And so today, we're focusing on the fact that God is omniscient, or in other words, that God is all-knowing. Okay, that's what omniscient means, just fancy word of saying that God is all-knowing. And so we like to kind of think and often act like we know everything. But let's face it, we don't know everything. Just consider all the information that's out there. Just you can think of all the stuff on the internet, all that, or maybe just play a trivia game or something like that. Or uh, And I'm sure you'll quickly realize you don't know everything. Okay, and even realistically, you probably don't know every detail about yourself either. Okay, let alone every single detail of everything else in all of creation. But the amazing reality is that God does. He knows everything. And so let's look at a couple passages that um, Scripture scripture affirms this amazing truth. Okay, and so kind of the first one here, Job 37, 16, you have declared, Do you know the balancing of the clouds, the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge? So notice that there, God is described as the one who is perfect in knowledge. Okay. And then 1 John 3.20 says, For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. So again, John and 1 John simply states that God knows everything. And so he is the one who is perfect in knowledge. He knows everything. And so clearly, Scripture affirms the truth that God is all-knowing. Okay, and then we see even in Scripture kind of some examples of kind of the details of what God actually knows. Okay, so what does that include when we say everything? I mean, obviously includes everything, uh, but what are some specifics here? And so let's look at some examples of that. So 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 10 to 11, it says, For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And so really from that passage, that idea is that God knows himself fully. Okay, which again, when you consider his eternality, his infiniteness, like that is an amazing fact that he knows himself fully. And again, like I even mentioned, like I don't even think we often fully know ourselves, okay? Um, But God does. He knows himself fully. Okay, that's kind of the starting point there. But let's consider more. Okay, what else does God know? Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6. We have David kind of talking here about the Lord, and he says, O Lord, you have searched me, and you know, you, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. So notice all of that, right? That's one of these like 
kind of explicit examples of the omniscience of God here as David recognizes that the Lord knows essentially like every detail about him. Okay, he knows all his actions, uh, his sitting down, rising up, all that, all his ways. Um, so he knows all his actions and even knows his thoughts. Okay, you discern my thoughts from afar. And even God knows what David is going to say before he even says it. Okay, that's just amazing thing. And all these things are not just true for David, that's true for us. That's all of us. This is the same for us, that God knows every detail about us, all our actions, all our thoughts, even before kind of the words we speak, he knows what we're going to say. Okay. He knows everything, even down to like something like our thoughts. Okay. Amazing. All right. And then another passage here, um, Isaiah 46, nine through 10 says, remember the former things of old, For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things not yet done, saying, My my counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. So notice what we learn here about the Lord's omniscience. The Lord, it says, like, he's stating these things kind of about himself, and he says, The Lord declares the end from the beginning, and things that have not yet been done. And so, essentially, what does God know based on this passage? The future. Okay, God knows the future. He declares the end from the beginning. He knows the future. Okay, or what we would consider a future because this kind of ties into his eternality that we discussed before. Um, And so, we're not going to go into too much detail of that. But for this topic, we can say what? That God knows all things that have happened in the past, that are happening in the present, and will happen in the future. And that's like at least in how we experience time, right? Future and all that. They are all present realities. To him, if that doesn't make sense, go listen to the episode on uh, his eternality where we kind of talk about that, okay? But all that, suffice it to say, right? Like he knows all things, past, present, future, all things. Okay. So I've thrown kind of a lot at you um, and trying to cram a lot of information into this one. Um, but we've covered kind of the reality. Um, he knows all things. We've seen some examples to where, like, he knows himself fully, he knows us fully, even down to our thoughts, and he knows all things past, present, and future, okay? But before kind of wrapping up here, we should also point out kind of a few other factors of God's uh, omniscience that are kind of to make some clarifications here. And so first, um, God's knowledge of all things has been described, and kind of as I was reading through some of these things, uh, people described in this way, that his knowledge of all things um, is described as one simple and eternal act, okay? As one simple and eternal act. And so, okay, what does that mean? And so when we say simple, um, it's not necessarily like not complex, right? Because he obviously knows everything that's complex in some sense, but it just means like it's not divided into parts. Okay, so what does that mean? So this means that God is always fully aware of all things. Everything is fully present in his mind. Okay, so like one example I read was that if God were to tell us the number of all the stars in the universe, it isn't a matter of like, oh, he can just count really quick. And now he's going to count it all and kind of bring it to mind and remind himself, oh, yeah, that's how many it is, right? Like I just count to make sure it's, no, he knows it right away. He knows that number. It's just present reality in his mind. Okay, he doesn't have to, 
uh, kind of call things to mind like we often do when we try to remember something we haven't thought about in a while. Okay, that happens with us where it's like, oh man, I I learned this back in grade school or high school and I, I just, I think I remember it. And you kind of work through it and you're like, oh yeah, that's what that is, right? That's not the case with God. It's always present. It's always there. And so everything is fully present in his mind at all times. It, he never forgets, okay? His knowledge doesn't diminish, kind of like ours does, okay, where we can kind of forget things, but he doesn't. It is kind of that one simple act, right? It's not divided in parts. It is always, he is fully aware at all times of everything. Okay, but also I mentioned it is not just a simple act, but also an eternal act, which that means that what? God's knowledge never changes or grows, okay? And I mean, if you think about it, if God learns something new, then what? He wasn't omniscient to begin with. And so the reality is he knows all things from the very beginning, right? Like, so he will never need to increase his knowledge or anything like that. And that's eternally, he will never need to increase that knowledge. He knows all things eternally. Okay. And that's just, again, mind-blowing reality. Okay. That... God doesn't need to learn anything new because he knows all things, okay? So different from us, so different. And then the last kind of aspect I wanted to point out here uh, that ties in with God's omniscience um, is that God knows all things that actually kind of take place as well as things that do not end up becoming reality or some people describe it as like possibilities, okay? So, he knows exactly what would have what would have happened if circumstances were different. Like so, for example, we see in Scripture God giving information about events that might happen but end up not happening. Okay, like so again, give me a picture of this. Uh, this happens in First Samuel chapter twenty-three when David kind of asks the Lord if um, the people of Kalah. Uh, if he stays kind of there, uh, if the people of Kalah would surrender him over to Saul. Okay, if he kind of stayed in that city. And the Lord tells them, yeah, they're going to do that. They're, they would surrender you over to him. But what? David ends up leaving, and so that event actually never takes place. They never surrender him over uh, to Saul because he leaves. But what do we see there, right? The Lord still knew what would unfold if David would have stayed. Okay, and so the Lord knows not only everything that actually happens, but also all the different scenarios that would occur if circumstances were different or if they changed. And again, super mind-blowing, right? When you think about that and all the different possibilities or different things that would potentially come about if things were a little different in our lives or in different circumstances, and yet God knows all of that. Okay? And so that's an amazing truth, okay? And so, okay, we're already over our 10 minutes, so let's get into this application here of just kind of like we saw with the uh, omnipresence of God, there's kind of the two sides of a, a comforting side of, the, of this, of application, as well as a convicting side, okay? I think the comforting side, I think this helps in our trusting of God and part of why we can trust God, uh, because if he truly knows all things, even the various possibilities, then what? We can take comfort knowing that he really can and does 
work all things for our ultimate good. Okay, it's not as if God has like good intentions to work things for our good, but he really doesn't know how things will unfold. And so it's just kind of his plan doesn't work out for our good. It's like, oh, man, I I tried and um, sorry, I just didn't think through that possibility or I didn't think through that would happen or or like like his plan isn't like the best way to get to our ultimate good, right? Like I, I think we can take comfort knowing that in his omniscience, that he knows everything, even the possibilities or all that, that he is working all things for our good. And that's comforting. That can give us that trust in him, okay, that he knows all things. So that's the comforting side. Convicting side, kind of think God knows all things. Okay, so even as we saw like from the Psalm 139, that God even knows our thoughts, okay? And so that's convicting because there's the times, right, like where... We can respond to someone, um, maybe like in anger or something like that. Uh, but it's in our thoughts. We don't actually say anything. We don't um, actually lash out. And we can kind of think like, that's fine. And so, yeah, it's good you didn't lash out. That's great. But what? God still kind of knows those sinful thoughts, right? He knows that. Um, or even just, I don't know, like people we can claim like, oh, yeah, I'm a believer, like, or something, and just kind of put on this facade to other people, and we kind of fool them with how we act in front of them and all that. But what? God knows our thoughts. He knows our heart. He is never fooled. And so there's an element there that what? That omniscience is convicting, okay? While other people might not know everything about you, God does, okay? And so there's the kind of two sides there, okay? But even that, let me end on a more positive note than a uh, kind of uh, negative note here. But even in that, when you think of like our faith in Christ and like uh, when you place your faith, the forgiveness we receive and knowing that, right, that like God knows everything about you. He knew exactly who you would be when he saved you, right? Even into the future, like he knew who you would be. All the things you, all the mistakes you would do, all the struggles, like all those different things. He knew all that. And yet what? He still saved you, right? He still sent his son for you. He still forgives you for that. And that's amazing, right? That's an amazing truth that even him knowing us fully, all our warts and all, right? And he still loves us, still cares for us. And that is amazing truth. Okay, amazing truth. And so we'll, we'll end on that more positive note, okay? Um, but yeah, so hopefully that all makes sense. I know this is a lot kind of crammed in here, which is why it's not even close to the 10 minutes at this point. Sorry about that. I'm trying to get as fast as I can, but a lot of information here. Hopefully it makes sense. Hopefully it's encouraging and challenging even. Um, and that's going to do it for today's episode. So we'll catch you all next time.